We also have this amazing thing called Through Your Child's Eyes. It starts with videos and it's a real child talking about their challenges and they're telling their story. And then it goes into a simulation. So it's sort of like gamifying, right? It's a simulation of what it might feel like to have that issue. And it's rigged. You're not going to be able to win these simulations because what it's doing is it's showing you what it looks like, what it feels like to do the world through your child's eyes. I have to tell you, there's one for executive functioning issues. I tried it. And I cried after 60 seconds. I actually wrote a blog post about it. It's on understood about, you know, now, now I understand what it feels like to have executive functioning issues. And it's a title. I don't understand what it feels like, but I have a much better understanding of my son now because if that's what his world is like every day, of course he's frustrated. Welcome to the Tilt Parenting Podcast, a podcast featuring interviews and conversations aimed at inspiring, informing, and supporting parents raising differently wired kids. I'm your host, Debbie Reber, and in today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you a fantastic resource that if you have a child with learning and attention issues, which could be anything from dyslexia and dysgraphia to ADD and ADHD, not to mention a whole gambit of differences in between should absolutely be right up there in your list of top go-to resources. The resource we're talking about today is called understood.org. Launched around two years ago, Understood provides a ton of free services and content for parents. On their website, their mission reads like this. We want to empower parents to understand their children's issues and relate to their experiences. With this knowledge, parents can make effective choices that propel their children from simply coping to truly thriving. To talk about Understood, I have with me Amanda Morin, who in addition to being one of understood.org's experts, is also a former teacher and early intervention specialist and author, and is the mother of several differently wired kids herself. In our conversation, Amanda shares her own journey as a mother and introduces us to the different ways parents can tap into everything that Understood has to offer for parents. Thanks for listening to the Tilt Parenting Podcast. To learn more about Tilt, visit www.tiltparenting.com. Hey everyone, Debbie Reber with the Tilt Parenting Podcast. And today I have with me parent advocate, education writer, author, and former classroom early intervention specialist, Amanda Morin. Welcome to the show, Amanda. Hi, thank you. Welcome for having me. Thank you for having me, rather. You read all of that off. I feel exhausted hearing what (laughs) what you describe me as. That's pretty impressive stuff. (laughs) And also, what I didn't mention is that you're part of the understood.org team. And so today, we're going to talk about exactly what understood is and the powerful ways that it supports parents raising differently wired kids. But before we get into that, I would really like to know more about your personal story. So, Could you fill us in on how you came to be doing the work you do on behalf of differently wired kids and their parents? Sure. I actually have sort of multiple answers to that question. Like you said, I was a classroom teacher for a long time and an early intervention specialist. So that means I was working with kids from the ages zero to five who had learning disabilities or other kinds of disabilities that got in the way of sort of their development and and learning. And what we would do is we would work with those kids and families to help them sort of either learn new ways to 
to get around challenges or learn new ways to sort of catch up because sometimes kids do catch up with early intervention. Mm -hmm. So that was my professional background. And then I also have three children of my own. And when my first child was born, it was sort of this, okay, I don't know what I'm doing because I'm a new parent. And I just sort of raised her as I saw my best. And then when my second child was born, he was really sort of a different challenging type child than my older child had been. And over time, I realized what I was seeing were some of those differently wired pieces that weren't what I was expecting. And I had the advantage of knowing that because it was my professional background too. Mm -hmm. But it was really challenging. He, he, he was sort of a challenging kid to figure out and to work with and to learn how to raise. Then my third child was born and he was the same way. He was sort of a complicated challenging, differently wired kid. And I could give you, you know, an alphabet soup of what's going on with them. But the bottom line is they're just differently wired and they see the world a little differently than the rest of the kids around them. Um, they're both twice exceptional. They both have sort of executive functioning and ADHD things going on. It just means that our house is sort of neurons gone wild sometimes. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So, so I think at that point, my professional and personal lives collided in a way that was really beneficial to my kids, but really challenging to, to my family. And as time went on, I realized that when I was sitting in meetings to figure out ways to help my children, I had really an enormous advantage because I knew the system and I knew what kinds of services were available to kids who had challenges. But yet those meetings were still incredibly challenging for me. I'd walk away and I'd still cry because I felt overwhelmed and I felt like I didn't know that I was doing the right thing and advocating. But I realized since I knew the system very well, I'd walk away and also think, what about parents who don't know the system? They don't know how to navigate it. They don't know what the rights are. They don't know what they can ask for. They don't know that they know their child best. And that means they can say, this is what I know about my child that works at home. I'd love for you to try it at school. I'd love for you to try it at physical therapy or wherever. And sort of realized that once I had stuff in place for my own children, that it was time to start helping other parents doing that. So, I mean, that's a long story of how I became a parent advocate. And eventually, I was a writer. I was an education writer after I stopped teaching. I stopped teaching because it was very challenging to be in a classroom teaching kids all day and then coming home to my own sort of differently wired challenging children. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> so, they, they took precedence for me at that point because they're my own kids and I, I adore them, obviously, right? <laughs> so, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then I started doing some parent advocacy work, and I was writing at the time, and I ended up writing a couple of books, one of which is The Everything Parent's Guide to Special Education, and it's an advocacy book. It teaches you step-by-step -step sort of how to advocate for your child. At the same time, I had been working on a project with um, a wonderful editor who said to me, there's this new project coming up in the works. We're doing some really substantial research, and then we're going to start behind-the-scenes work before it launches. I'd love for you to be a part of it. And that's what eventually developed into understood.org. Um, and it was, it was an amazing project to be a part of because I was writing about kids like my own kids, kids who are differently wired. I was talking to parents like myself, and I realized this is the resource. I know I sound like salesy when I say this, but I absolutely mean it. I realized this was the resource I needed 14 years before when my, yeah. my 
Bill's son was born, I needed a resource that I could turn to that wasn't sort of feeling judgmental. And I hesitate to say that, but I think sometimes as parents, that's what comes back at us when we're talking to clinicians and we're reading journals and things like that to figure out how to help our kids. It it can feel really judgmental. Mm -hmm. It can feel like you're not doing it right, right? Yeah. And one of the things that I found when I started working on this project is that wasn't what we were doing. We weren't telling parents, you're not doing it right. We were telling parents, here are other ways you can try this. Here are your choices. Here are your options. Here are things you can try at home. If that doesn't work, okie dokie, try something new. And we have understood that Horka has like 75 experts on staff at this point are available to us. So it's all expert vetted advice which is great because you're hearing from the experts, but you're hearing from the experts in a way that you feel like you can actually talk to them. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was an amazing, an amazing collision, I think, yeah. of my pers- professional lives. Um, you know, and my kids, luckily, right now are thriving. It's a bumpy road. You know, you know that. Mm-hmm. You know that just mm-hmm. as well as yeah. I do, yeah. right? Right. It's a bumpy road. You you hit speed bumps along the way and, and you have to sort of recalibrate and figure out what your next step is and check in with your kids really often and see how they're doing. And I know that you do that with Asher. You you talk to him all the time. You check in with him. And I think that's great. You know, I think that's one of the things that as parents we really need to be doing is paying attention to what our kids are telling us. And And that's what I love about the parent advocacy work is that piece of it is talking to parents about what their kids are telling them. Absolutely. I love that idea of, and I talk about this a lot, this idea of becoming fluent in your child's language. And I don't mean speaking in English or Dutch or Spanish or whatever, but recognizing how they move through the world and figuring out how to support them speaking their language in a way that helps them. So I really appreciate what you just said there. And I think there's a piece of it too, where you have to start teaching other people that language and that's challenging. That's a piece. I keep saying the word challenging, I, but it's, I think it's the only appropriate word. You know, there are two pieces to this. You have to teach yourself your child's language. You have to start listening to it. You have to start becoming fluent in it. And then when they're younger, you have to start teaching to other people so they have a better understanding. And then as they get older, you have to start teaching your child how to teach that to other people around them. And that's exhausting some days. And I would even add a fourth audience for the learning there. And that is just kind of mainstream parents raising typically wired kids. So just for the understanding piece, even if they're not interacting with your child every day or they're not having your child over for a play date, but just to have an understanding that there are up to 20% of kids are moving through the world in a different way. And we're all, we all need to be involved in that conversation. I completely agree with you. I mean, so one in five kids have learning and attention issues as, as, as we define learning and attention issues, either diagnosed or undiagnosed. And that's a lot of kids. Yeah. I mean, you think about how many kids that is. So if it's not your child, it's your neighbor or it's your nephew or your niece or it's the person you work with. It might be their child. You never quite know. And actually, the interesting thing about doing this kind of work, and I bet you get this a lot too, is all of a sudden you start hearing stories. Oh, I know somebody who has dyslexia or I have a child who has who has attention issues and is sort of having a struggle right now. Or I, I have some differently wired person that I have in my family And you start hearing those because people start feeling more comfortable and they start telling you and you realize this is a huge thing. And I think as a society, it's our responsibility for everybody to be aware so we can all be supporting of different types of learning and different types of thinking and and those kinds of things. Because 
you know, it, what a boring world it would be if we all thought the same <laughs> way. <laughs> that is so true. There's so much more to maintaining a healthy gut microbiome than eating a balanced and healthy diet, travel, certain medications, and of course, something many of us have plenty of in our daily life, stress, are just some of the other factors that can totally throw off our systems. Enter Ritual. They created Symbiotic Plus, a three-in-one supplement with clinically studied prebiotics, probiotics, and a postbiotic to support a balanced gut microbiome. Their supplement includes two of the world's most clinically studied probiotic strains to support the relief of mild and occasional bloating, gas, and diarrhea. I like Symbiotic Plus because it delivers all this goodness in one single nested minty delayed released capsule designed to help survive the harsh conditions of the upper GI tract. And because the capsules don't require refrigeration, I just keep them on my desk so that I get that helpful visual cue every morning. Plus, they're easy to bring with me when I travel. There's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com tilt. Start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com tilt for 25% off. We just celebrated our two-year anniversary of Gotcha Day when we adopted our sweet Haskell, my cat who acts like a dog, plays fetch, and who I'm pretty sure has sensory processing differences. Are you getting a new pet soon? That means you'll need to think about getting the necessities like food, toys, a bed. Something you may not be thinking about, though, is pet insurance. That's why you should check out ASPCA Pet Health Insurance. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program offers customizable accident and illness plans, making it easier for pet parents like you to help your pet get the care they may need. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program has been around for over 18 years, and they've helped more than 600,000 pets during that time. They allow you to customize your plan, helping ensure that your pet's plan is as unique as they are, because vet bills can really add up, especially when you're least expecting it. It's simple. Use their app to submit a claim and you'll receive reimbursement for eligible vet bills directly into your bank account. To explore coverage, visit ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash parenting. That's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash parenting. Again, that's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash parenting. This is a paid advertisement. Insurance is underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by PTZ Insurance Agency Limited. The ASPCA is not an insurer and is not engaged in the business of insurance. Could not agree with you more. Well, okay, so I want to really get more deeply into understood and as you know, I just launched Tilt in April. So yes, which is at the time we're recording this episode, it's just been a little over three months. And there have been many aspects about developing Tilt that inspire me daily and get me fired up. And one of those is finding organizations and resources for parents that I didn't even know about before. And organizations I see as being key contributors to this parenting revolution that I'm hoping to be a part of. And so when I discovered Understood... I was so excited, first of all, just to know that it existed. And then beyond that, to see this super high quality of content and all the incredible services that it provides parents. And so you've talked here and there about what understood is, but could you give us kind of like the 
big picture vision or mission for understood the language that you use to describe it to people? Sure, absolutely. And I'll, I'll just add that I'm both one of the writers and one of the experts and one of the parent advocacy people. So I'm sort of that's that's more than both. That's three things. But yeah, I'm, so I so I fit into all of these different roles at understood. And so I have a sort of an interesting perspective on it. So understood.org is right now it's a website, but we're also moving to being sort of an on the ground mobilization parents in their community component too. And it's designed to help parents of the one in five children who have learning and attention issues. And we talk about learning and attention issues because we know that there are lots of things that have labels, right? Diagnoses, but there are things that don't kids who just think differently that have sort of challenges here and there and struggles here and there. And learning attention issues is the language that parents told us they preferred. We did a lot of research ahead of time with, I think, over 2,000 parents to really get a sense of what they needed, what they were looking for, what kind of resources they wanted. And learning attention issues was the phrase that, that they really identified with most. And so when we talk about learning attention issues, we're talking about a whole gamut of things, things like dyslexia, ADHD, dyscalculia, which is math issues, dysgraphia, which is writing, including the component of like composing what you're thinking, not just handwriting, dyspraxia, which is motor skill planning issues and some other things, executive functioning issues, which I think we can talk about a little more in depth. There's so many of them, sensory processing, visual processing, all of these pieces that affect kids who are wired a little bit differently. That's what we mean when we talk about learning intention issues. But the bottom line is that affects one in five kids. And these are kids who are just as smart as other kids, if not smarter, right? They learn differently. They are differently wired. So Understood was created by 15 nonprofits who believed that, like, we could do better for them. We could do better for all of these kids if we had resources, free resources available to parents and teachers and interested parties to help them learn more about learning and attention issues, to help them learn more how to work with schools, to help them learn more how to help at home, to, to really sort of hone in on the challenges they were seeing and find practical solutions and really informative information about these issues. And so what understood.org is, is this huge collection of those kinds of resources. We have in-depth articles, we have videos, we have personal stories, we have blogs, we have checklists, we have tips, we have tools. I feel like I'm just like, I feel like an infomercial, but it's so, it's, it's, a very, it's a very extensive resource and it's all free. And one of the things that's really neat about understood, when you go to the website, it's so clear, like just from a visual perspective, you're not going to see ads, you're not going to see clutter on the side. And we know that a lot of kids who are differently wired have parents who might be differently wired as well. So we want to make sure that those parents have access to the site. And, and for me, I have some sensory issues too. I find it really comforting to be able to look at our site and not be overwhelmed by the visual by visual clutter and to be that as a parent I feel like whew, my husband has ADHD and he says the same thing he loves the videos because he can watch the videos and get the same information instead of having to sort of sort through the the words that are a little more complicated for him to read the entire text one of the reasons why I wanted to develop tilt is similarly to, to create a user experience that felt inspiring and positive and simple and and really it had a lot to do with the design and I think that's something you know because so much of what we see out there for parents who are looking for resources 
it's really depressing or just drab or you can't even figure out how to navigate the site because it's it's was built 15 years ago and needs an update you know and so I could not agree more I mean I think that's one of the things I loved about understood so much when I first found it is it feels so positive it has a really clean aesthetic it's modern design and the user experience is great so Obviously, that was intentional. And I just want to say you did a great job with it. I know it's not just you, but uh, you know, no, what, it's it's really it's a really nice experience for parents. So that makes me so happy. Well, I'm so glad to hear that. And you know, one of the things I love about this, and, and I don't use it regularly, but I just love that it's there is we have this button on the bottom, that's reading assist. So you can switch it on and it will literally read the page to you. And you can change the tempo of it. I love that. And I and I think, wow, can you imagine if I actually needed this on a daily basis, how amazing it would be that if every website had that available, and it doesn't at this point. So one of the other things about that Ability to personalize, I think, is really important about Understood. You can create an account on Understood, and we don't collect that information for any purpose other than to make sure that we're giving you the best experience. And what you can do is you can enter in information about yourself, about your child, the kind of challenges you're you're facing right now, where you are, and what we call it the journey. Um, you know, I live in New England, um, and our journey is in, after the winter time is usually full of potholes. So I always think of the journey as like our journey in New England. You know, everything's going smoothly, then you hit a pothole, and you have to find your way out of it again. So I, I you know, so I think journey can be taken in a, in a number of different ways. But the personalized resources, what it does is for each child that you add to your account, it gives an an icon and a color. So I have my three children added to my account. One's like a yellow triangle and one is a purple square and those kinds of things. And as you pull up resources that just for you resources, it will identify which resources will be helpful to you based on the challenges you've described for your child. So you might see you know, all of those icons on one piece because it'll be helpful to everybody, or you might see just one because it might be helpful for that particular challenge. One of the coolest things is it also has an icon for you as a parent. And some days I will just go through and read the things that are applicable to me as a parent because then I can breathe a little bit better. You know, I can think, okay, okay, somebody else has gone through this. And the funny thing is, I know the site very, very well, and I've written a lot of the the content for it, but I am always amazed at things that I find there that I didn't know well because other experts have written it. And I read through this and I think, wow, this is really smart stuff. This This is really helpful to me. Not just this is my job, but this is really helpful to me. Yeah, I mean, the content that's on there, I was spent some time on the site. I mean, I've been on it many times, but this morning before we talked, just kind of refreshing myself on some of the content that you offer. And the toolkit alone is incredible. I mean, I I feel like this is, you know, my child is about to be 12 and and I'm a little further down the road. And this is, I would have paid such good money for anyone to give me this roadmap, you know, six, seven years ago. Can you kind of tell us what that toolkit is? Because I think that for parents who are just kind of new to the site might be a good place for them to start. What does the toolkit offer? Absolutely. Yeah. So what you're talking about is when you go to the navigation bar, you can pull down My Parent Toolkit. And there's a series of different toolkits you can click on. One of them is called Parenting Coach, which is my absolute favorite tool. 
If you click into Parenting Coach, we had a series of experts. And when we talk about experts, we talk about people like me for, who are experts from early intervention and parent advocacy to all the way up to like we have neuroscientists on our on our expert roster. So we have this gamut of whatever the concern might be, we probably have an expert who could address it. So I think that's important to note too. It's not just like generalists. It's very specific Parenting coach, it's a get through your daily challenge kind of thing. So if you go into parenting coach, you can choose your child's age. You can choose sort of what you're you're struggling with today, whether it's anxiety and frustration, whether it's um, making friends. It's sort of these social emotional challenges that kids might have. You pick that, you click on it, and you get back this return that looks like a series of sticky notes, which I think is really neat. You click on each sticky note, and it's a tip. It's a simple tip. It's a here's here's what you can do to help. Literally, here's the script you can use or change around if you don't know how to say this and work with this with your child. And here's the reason why it might be helpful. And you can save those sticky notes to your profile. So to me, it's like a virtual bulletin board, right? So if I'm thinking, well, I can't, I don't even have the energy to try this today, but I think maybe I'll try it next week. I can save it and come back to it. Um, and I think the fact that it looks like sticky notes really brings that down to the fact that it's a virtual bulletin board. We also have a tool called TechFinder. So it's important to note that understood.org was created as a, by 15 nonprofits who are leaders in this field. So if I tried to list them off, I would not get them all right. So I'm not going to even try because I don't want to leave anybody out. One of those partners, however, is Common Sense Media. Com- oh, awesome. Yeah. I love yeah, that. Yeah, they're great, right? And they worked with us on this TechFinder tool. And what TechFinder is, is you can sort of look through by age, by challenge, by what kind of device you're using, and it will return results of apps and programs and those kinds of things that can be helpful, you know, for reading issues or for math issues or for organization issues. So TechFinder is a tool where you can search through that way. I love that tool. I think it's so much fun to just look through and find all of these things that I didn't know existed. You know, my Google Play and Apple accounts don't think it is as much fun as I do because some days it, my husband will say to me, did you buy another app? And I'll be like, yeah, <laughs> what makes you think so? You know, while my, my while my child is playing with a a an organizational timer app, you know. On my <laughs> so that's another tool. We also have this amazing thing called Through Your Child's Eyes, which I just love. And I and I the bottom line is you can't know what the world is like through your child's eyes, right? I mean, you can ask them, you can watch them, and you can get a sense of it. And frankly, through your child's eyes will can do that. It can help you get a sense of it. It's not going to give you the experience completely. But what it's, it's a series of videos that starts with videos, and it's it's a real child talking about their challenges. So we're talking about kids who actually have reading issues or attention issues or issues with organization, and they're telling their story. And then it goes into a simulation. So it's sort of like gamifying, right? It's a simulation of what it might feel like to have that issue. And it's rigged. You're not going to be able to win these simulations because what it's doing is it's showing you what it looks like, what it feels like to do the world through your child's eyes. I have to tell you, there's one for executive functioning issues. I tried it and I tried it because my 14 year old has some really significant issues with getting himself organized and flexible thinking and those kinds of things. I tried it 
and I cried after 60 seconds. I actually wrote a blog post about it. It's on understood about, you know, now, now I understand what it feels like to have executive functioning issues. And, you know, it's a, it's a title. It's not, I don't understand what it feels like, but I have a much better understanding of my son now because if that's what his world is like every day, of course he's frustrated. Of course he is. Hey there, it's Debbie. I love making this show and sharing conversations about how to support our awesome neurodivergent kids. I've seen how even one little insight from an interview can spark a big shift in daily life. But I know that raising complex kids can be messy and lonely. And just when we think we figured it out, something comes up that boots us right back to feeling overwhelmed and stuck. That's why I've poured everything into creating a way for parents like us navigating complex parenting journeys to join together and chart a path that feels positive, hopeful, and doable. It's the brand new Differently Wired Club experience. In the club, you'll get personal support from me and other seasoned parent coaches, six live calls every month where you can connect and get your personal questions answered, the opportunity to learn directly from authors and experts like I have on this show, monthly themes for getting specific and tactical, an exclusive private podcast feed, and the best, most generous community of parents. Seriously, these folks show up for themselves and each other, and that right there is really everything. Because it's a daily reminder that we're not alone. Our kids aren't broken, and we have totally got this. The recently rebooted Differently Wired Club is on a brand new platform with its very own iOS and Android app. It is such a great space. However you learn, whatever your style, no matter the ages, genders, and neurodivergent profile of your children, the Differently Wired Club can help you cultivate the positive shifts you're hoping for. Join us today by going to tiltparenting.com slash club. That's tiltparenting.com slash club. I hope to see you on the inside. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts. Oh, I want to do that. I mean, I think, as you mentioned earlier, a lot of parents of differently wired kids are differently wired themselves. But even if you have the same, you know, some of the same issues, you may not have them presenting the same way. And boy, that is, I want to do the exact thing you just did, because executive functioning is something we struggle with a lot in our house. And I think the more we can understand what our kids are going through, and yeah, that shifts a lot, it, it you does. know, in the relationship. And the interesting thing is, so when you finish the simulation, it comes back and we have an expert video afterwards that explains sort of what you just went through. So it's not just this, you did this and you're sitting there going, whoa, this is the end of the world. My different wire child is never <laughs> going to make it. There's 
then this then it comes back with this is what just happened and then it it will deliver up some content suggestions that you can go to to sort of build those skills which i think is important amazing Wow. Okay. Um, so much, right? <laughs> I could, I, yeah, it is yeah. so much. I, I mean, and I know that you're just scratching the surface. The two other things I wanted to mention in our conversation is that there is a daily Twitter chat and um, maybe you could tell us about that. And then also, you know, what I hear from a lot of the Tilt community is there is such a need for community. And I know that there's also a community aspect. So could you tell us about those two pieces? Sure. We do have daily expert access. So Wednesdays are Twitter chats. So we have we have a Twitter chat on Wednesday. We have two Facebook chats a webinar and a video chat and other ways to access experts. So we're giving people the opportunity to really talk with our experts in any modality that they may use. Usually they have a specific topic and user questions are welcome and answered and really delved into. So daily we have those expert and we have a calendar on the site that that gives you what's coming up. But we also have daily access to experts in other ways and I think the community is is the real heart of that. We have a community and, and we call it groups, parent groups, and they're sort of broken down into what you may need some help with. I'm a part of every group. I joined every single one of them because I thought there's nothing here I don't want to hear from other parents about. And what it is, it's conversation. It's parents of differently wired kids coming in and saying, here's what's going on in my house. Anyone else ever experienced this? And what have you done about it? Or parents coming in and saying, I want to tell you about this thing I'm celebrating, this thing that my child overcame, and you guys will completely understand why this is a victory for me. And those are great posts too. And sometimes people are coming in and really giving us really heartfelt personal stories and asking for help. And we'll send that to one of our experts to get them advice, to get them personalized advice, to make sure we're helping that parent in the way they need, in addition to having other parents support them. One of the things I think is really key about the community is it's what we call a safe and secure space. So it's not visible to people unless they have an account and are signed in. So I mean, not not that it's not visible, but the threads aren't visible. So you're not going to write a whole long soliloquy about your child and then everybody can see it through Google. That's not going to happen. You have to have an account and sign in um, to be able to access other people's threads and to write yourself. And we did that because we know that it's important. It's really important to feel safe, you know. And you know that from your community. You know that Tilt is, is that, is giving people a safe place as well. About the forum or the groups, yep. excuse me, the parent groups, are they moderated or, you know, one of the things I'm in a number of different groups on Facebook and, you know, they all have different tones to yep. them and some of them become kind of complaining yep. places yeah, yeah. and, yeah. Uh, you know, so how do you manage that in the groups? Sure, they're moderated daily. We do have a, we have um, both volunteer moderators and we have staff members who are moderating daily. We have a community manager who is spectacular um, and she's always making sure that we're sort of making sure that people are um being kind and respectful to other people we do know that other that people have different views and different opinions and different advice and we welcome that i think it's really important to make sure that there's not just one way given um clearly we don't you know we, we're not letting people advertise for products or those kinds of things because we can't endorse products but we're definitely open to making sure that people are 
are able to say what they feel like has worked for their child and we're not telling them that's wrong because it wor- if it works for them, it works for them. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, but we are moderating to, there's no hate speech allowed. There's no sort of denigration. There, those kinds of things definitely we're in there moderating for. And we also have a community digest that goes out weekly. So if there's something that if a parent is really has a burning question and nobody's come to answer it yet, we'll send it out in the community digest and say, can you help this parent? What advice do you have? Hmm, that's great. We are coming up to back to school. And so I know that is a time that strikes either joy or panic in the hearts (laughs) of parents for different reasons. So I imagine, you know, people listening to this podcast are going to be coming to check out Understood. Do you offer kind of content specifically themed around things like back to school or other milestones that kids are going through? We do. And actually, it's it's a perfect time to ask that question because we're just launching a very specific back to school campaign. And when I say campaign, what it, what I really mean is we know that we have over 3000 pieces of content on the site. And if you're panicked and overwhelmed, and even just time crunched, it's hard to find what you're looking for sometimes. So we're, we're curating and we're doing a five week plan. And each week is sort of geared towards different things, organization, social, emotional learning, communicating with your child and with your child's teachers, and those kinds of things. And we've curated content and something to read, something to watch, something to do. We'll have a blog post each week. We have what we call, it's called like, you know, technically it's a landing page, but what it is is an article that tells you about all the resources that we, we think are a starting point for back to school. And I think that's, that's the key place is we're not telling you what you need to know. We're telling you where you can start. We have a section on the site called Working with Schools, and it's everything from information about the kinds of special services that kids can receive and accommodations to partnering with your child's school and teacher, which has conversation starters and even anatomy. We have this great piece called An Anatomy of an Email to a Teacher, and it's literally it's broken down as a map. It shows you what an email looks like and what the components are. So if you're thinking, what do I say? It's right there to help you guide that. Oh, that is amazing. Isn't that cool? I, I, it is amazing. Really, yeah. I use it. I, I've downloaded it. And I'm like, okay, so every time I'm going to email a teacher, I'm going to look at this and make sure I've got everything in there that that I need. Yeah. There are so many pieces. I mean, I think this is what is so challenging that parents raising typical kids don't quite understand that they're just like, everything has this added layer of complication for us. And to, yeah, to the wording of an email, to how to approach a teacher or a school administrator, all these little pieces. So I love that you go there, that you kind of provide all of this. It's so great. I think one of the the things that's really key to know is it's enormously represented on our team. So you have people like me who are raising differently wired kids who are part of our team. A lot of our team have things going on themselves and make them wired a little bit differently too. Our experts work with kids like this all the time. So we're all incredibly conscious of it for all sorts of reasons. And many of us are raising kids who are differently wired. So I think we're really conscious of the challenges that we face. And we want to make sure that we're addressing them for other parents because we know if we're facing them, other parents are facing them too. And that's, you know, that's the sense of community that, you know, I love about what you're doing is you're saying you're not alone here. And I think that's what we're doing too, is saying you're not alone. 
there are so many of us out here. Yeah, we're everywhere. Yeah. And I think <laughs> we, we, we really are. are everywhere. And I think also, too, one of the things we do very well, and I think is really cool, is people can email Understood and tell us what they need. And our editorial team will consider that and, per- and often have created new content based on what other people are saying they're looking for. So it's more, we're listening, <laughs> which I think yeah, is important, that's great. too. That's great. So for parents who are listening to this, and they, they're they going to go to understood.org, where should they get started? Do you have like a roadmap for them? Or what's the best way for them to get involved? I think the, the thing I would say first is create an account if you can. And so very, the very top right, I'm picturing the screen in my head, very top right hand side, you can create an account. And what it will do is create personalized information to serve up to you. Or if you want to just sort of sort around, there's a there's a navigation bar on the top and it's very clear. It has types of issues, working with schools, empowering your child. It has all of these sort of drop-down options. You can start wherever you need to. But if you don't know where to, starting by creating an account and we can help you through that process by giving you personalized resources for what you say is important to you. Fantastic. Well, before we go, is there anything else that we covered so much today? And you are a great spokesperson for Understood. (laughs) You know, your stuff and your passion comes through. So I loved hearing about this. Is there anything we didn't touch upon that is really important for our listeners to know about? I don't think so. I think the most important two takeaways that I would love for people to know is you're not alone. And you're your child's best advocate. So keep speaking up and keep finding other people who understand your journey. Well said. Exactly. Yes. So well, listen, Amanda, this has been amazing. I just want to thank you for just this deep introduction. I'm so excited to share this resource with our community and excited for myself to have found it (laughs) and to connect it with you guys and, you know, share with everyone how psyched we are that this exists. It's such important work. And thank you for for doing it and for sharing it with us today. And thank you for sharing it with your listeners too. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Till Parenting Podcast. To learn more about understood.org, Amanda Morin, and get links to the resources we talked about today, visit the show notes at tillparenting.com session 22. And before I go, a quick request. We're on a mission to build our listenership for the Tilt podcast. If you want to help us, here are two ways you can do that. First, leave an honest review on iTunes. This helps the show gain more visibility in the iTunes universe. And second, share your favorite episode in your social media world, your Facebook page, parenting groups you hang out in online, and more. We want to make sure the parents who would benefit from these conversations know that we're out there. Thank you so much for helping us in our mission. And thanks again for listening. For more information on Tilt Parenting, visit www.tiltparenting.com. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly. Your old pals from Toddler Purgatory. Two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And this is our new podcast, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. What happens when your creative spark just seems to disappear? Gone. Poof. Bye. See ya. What happens when life gets in the way of your creativity instead of nourishing it? That's what happened to Molly and me. We felt like the thing that drove us creatively stopped working and impending doom had in fact impended. Totally. So we decided to do something about it. And that was 
steal ideas about getting unstuck from the most creative people we can find. We talk to guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. And we're not just talking Bob Ross type paint on paper artists here, though we talk to them too. We're talking to actors, creative directors, dancers, and people who are working hard to be their best creative selves in a world that can sometimes feel real uncreative. We all have something to teach each other, so let's steal their ideas together. Join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Pandemics, school calendars, world events, lack of sleep, oh, get out of their life gunk. And let's get back to your best creative self. Subscribe to Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. You're not going to want to miss an episode. Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking it.